every year in the middle of Lent, we have two solemnities that always break in, the Solemnity of St. Joseph and the Solemnity of the Annunciation here at St. Patrick Parish. We also have the Solemnity of St. Patrick, since it's our titular feast. Interesting that in the middle of fasting and violet and darkness and preparation and all these things of abstinence and abstaining and suppressing our joy, the church is wise that even in the middle of that still gives us things to celebrate. And today we have one of the greatest feasts in the church calendar. This is the day on which the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. A lot of people hear those words of St. John and would immediately think of Christmas as when God became man. But it's very, a beautiful thing. If you go to the Holy Land and you go to Nazareth, you can go as I did, and pray in the very home of the Blessed Virgin Mary, where the angel Gabriel first came and said those beautiful words, those words, Ave Maria, Hail Mary. I was able to sit there for an hour and just pray my rosary in that sacred place. But if you look at that, there's a little altar in Mary's house, nothing more than a cave, really. And under the altar, there's a cross that marks the spot where this encounter happened. And it's very interesting because the, the words in, in Latin for the word became flesh and dwelt among us, verbum caro factum est, the word became flesh. But in Nazareth, on the spot, it says verbum caro hic factum est. Literally says, the word became flesh here, right in this spot. At the very moment that Mary spoke her famous fiat me, be it done to me, according to your word, that moment, Mary consents to become the spouse of the Holy Spirit and the word becomes flesh here in Nazareth in the very womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Notice that this comes about, though, as Mary ponders. Sometimes I think we think of pondering as like, I think it over with my mind. Certainly there's an aspect of that. But we hear in the later scriptures as Mary is returning to Nazareth with the child Jesus, that she ponders these things in her heart, it says. So how appropriate today that part of our, our focus is in fact on the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Because see, Mary didn't just receive the message of Gabriel as intellectual knowledge. Rather, she received a proposition, a proposal in her heart from God who is love, that the Holy Spirit, the love between the Father and the Son should overshadow her, that just as when a man and woman come together in marriage, another person begins to exist. So too, when the Holy Spirit overshadows his spouse, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Word becomes flesh. A person takes flesh and exists in this world. It's an easy thing that happens through the consent of the heart of Mary. Today is, of course, uh, a special day in which, probably now, it's just, just moments ago in Rome, 
Pope Francis joined with all the bishops of the world today, fulfills a, a request that our, our Lady made in a, a private uh, revelation to three shepherd children in Fatima in 1917. She asked Sister Lucia, especially the oldest, that, that the Holy Father would consecrate Russia to her immaculate heart. And if he did so, then Russia would cease to spread her errors around the world, would be converted, and there would be peace. Now this is private revelation, so it's it's not as if it's sacred scripture. What the church has, of course, accepted as worthy of veneration and belief that the message is in Fatima. In fact, the chasuble that I'm wearing today has Our Lady of Fatima on it, and I actually got this in Fatima when I was there. And so it is a special day in the church in that John Paul II in 1984 consecrated the whole world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, but people questioned, well, he didn't specifically mention Russia. And everyone, today, after over 100 years of disagreement, everyone finally agrees, well, today this definitely fulfills what our, our Lady asked. And we should be careful that there's no magic about this. I mean, I don't expect to go, you know, turn on the, the news after Mass and find that, you know, Russia has been converted, the Orthodox Church has been reconciled to the Catholic Church, and all this happened in, you know, 15 minutes after Pope Francis gave the consecration. God does not work that way. He's not bound by, you know, magical formulas. But he does love that we would set aside the world, Russia specifically, and Ukraine, to the heart of Mary, but most especially that we would give our hearts. That's the consecration God most wants, that all of us would consecrate our hearts to the immaculate heart of Mary because her heart was completely docile to the will of God. That's the thing God most wants. He wants hearts that are open, obedient, pure, humble, and submissive to his will. Mary's immaculate heart did that perfectly. So if we want an example of what it looks like to be completely open to God, be completely open to his will, we can do none better than the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So today, yes, we, we at the end of Mass, we'll use the exact prayer of consecration that Pope Francis is using and all the bishops throughout the world are using today. It's, it's an amazing thing to think that is happening. Only through the modern day kind of technology that allows such communication probably was this possible. It couldn't probably have happened in 1917. But today, Pope Francis was literally able to send out, you know, emails and tweets and things to tell all the bishops, I want you to do this with me, like our Lady of Fatima asked. And, and it's happening right, right now, at this moment and today around the world. We pray that, as Mary promised, Russia will be converted, her immaculate heart will triumph, and there will be peace. But most especially, Mary asked that we be converted. So let's pray for that today, because we, we can't necessarily control those other things. That's in God's providence. But we can control our hearts. Where do we need to give our hearts more and more to Mary? Mary believed. And the word for belief in, in Latin, it's the word we get creed from, I believe. It's credo. Credo. I believe in one God. Credo is Latin. Two words coming together. Core is the Latin word for heart, and do is the word I give. So literally, core, do, credo, 
I give my heart. So today we do as Mary did. As we ascend to all the truths of our faith, to the truth of the Blessed Mother in her intercession, we don't just give intellectual assent. We do as Mary did. We give our heart, as we are about to say in the credo, the creed. We pray that as we give our heart more and more to God, like Mary, we would be filled with God's grace, that the Holy Spirit would overshadow us, and we too would bear much fruit as the Word incarnate dwells in us, and we spread this beautiful message of Jesus, the Word made flesh, to the rest of the world. May Mary's immaculate heart be in triumph, and Lord, make our hearts like unto hers and your sacred.